Thank you, Shira, for joining the We Don't Play podcast show today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and just be part of today's conversation. I know a lot of people are tapping in to this episode because of the topic. And, you know, when you think about this topic, there's a lot of questions that people ask. And then more answers lead to more questions. So I know that we can definitely tackle a few of them, if not all and really give someone a comprehensive guide. So it would be great for people to know you. Just tell us a little bit of who you are. How did you even get to start this journey? Like what triggered this career? Okay, so for me, it started it started years and years ago. My parents were um, investors in the 90s. So I remember I'm originally from New York, from the Bronx. Um, so. Um, they started purchasing some property in New Jersey. Um, if anyone knows um, New Jersey area, Camden, New Jersey, in that time in the 90s wasn't the best area, but it was very um, reasonable to purchase property. So I remember they purchased this property, I believe it was 18,000. So they paid for that property cash. And they. Um, I got to see that journey from the beginning, right? But we going on these um, road trips on the weekends, my mom with her map at that time before GPS, right? And um, I remember just, you know, they would just, I don't know where she found these addresses and I need to ask her that question, but she would always have like these lists of addresses and we would go drive by and look at these properties. That's the way you did it at that time, right? There wasn't, like you didn't have easy access on the internet. So I remember, I'm doing that with my parents. Um, And as a child, I always knew that I wanted to be in an office, working in an office, right? So I guess I was manifesting that from a young age. I used to play, and my daughter jokes me about this now, but my favorite game to play was to play office. (laughs) So I would play with, like, have, like, a briefcase, and I just knew I wanted to be, I didn't know the corporate world, but that's what I saw, and that's what I wanted to be, right? So years later, I went, I got my real estate license. So I'm licensed in Virginia. And after that, like during that course, I thought I wanted to purchase like and sell homes, right? At that time. So during the, the class, I heard someone talk about property management and they were talking about, um, you can get, you know, you have a guaranteed salary and all of those things. And I was young. And I said, okay, this is what I need. Guaranteed money, let me look into this. Got my real estate license. And um, from there, um, I went, I remember I was working at a, a development company at that time. And I shared with one of my coworkers, I said, you know, like I just got my real estate license. And she's like, oh, great. You know, my husband, he's like a VP at a company. Um, long story short, found out her, her husband was the VP of this real estate firm, property management firm. I interviewed there. I stayed with that company for over eight years. So that was my like kind of fall into property management. That was a multifamily. They did multifamily, manage multifamily assets, right? So I fell into it there. So that's how, and when you talk to people in property management, property management space, many of them will tell you they fell into it. Second career, and no one as a child, I, very few, I shouldn't say no one, very few people are like, you know what, I am going to be a 
property manager. That's my job. That's my dream job. That's not usually how it happens. So that's how I kind of fell into it. And from there, um, you know, 20 years and counting, I've been in uh, property management and, you know, it's almost split half and half. So multifamily and then um, my transition to the commercial um, side of the business. So I really wanted to get my hands on, people always ask me that, like, why did you make the transition? I really wanted to get my hands in different aspects of the industry. So, wow. And that was the way to do it. Yeah. That is huge. You know, for some people, they're thinking, okay, what is property management? Could you just tell us a little bit? I know it sounds easy to say, but not really. <laughs> right. And when people think of property management, most of the time, they usually, what comes up is like homes, right? Rental, home rentals. And that is so much bigger. I love to like think about like your favorite, um, do you have a favorite home anymore? Or do you have a favorite like place, retail center you like to go to? Those are managed by property managers. Any arenas, um, sports plexes, venues, um, any of those office buildings, hotels, they all have property managers that are managing um, those assets. And people don't really think about that. They always think it's homes, you know? So just think about all of those things. Even um, I managed the GSA um, spaces, government, you know, think of DMV, think of all of those places, border control, um, those those places, all of those are managed by property managers. So, wow. um, so really what property management is, it, to me, it's really, um, it's, it's managing the the asset right adding value to the asset not just and i like to talk about this a lot not just being reactive oh they called me because this is broken it's really taking that step forward to make sure that you are doing proper inspections proper maintenance so that you don't you have less things that are broken and need immediate attention and you're really just um maintaining them you know in a proper way all the time so that you're not just waiting for that call right does, love, that, does that answer your question yeah it does it does i love that you brought that up especially with like the malls aspect because when people think about you know oh there's this store that it's in the mall you know they have to pay a certain amount of fees to keep the rent up or to pay the insurance you know there's so many things that come into play so when someone is starting off right and they have no idea they're literally literally you holding their hands the whole way and they need to make sure that they trust you so they don't end up in any falling, you know, situations that allow them to, you know, draw back their business. What are the key areas that they should be looking out for when they're trying to figure out, okay, this is a spot I want to be and this is how long I want to be there? Because I know a lot of commercial spaces are like three years, five years. It's not like one year, which is different for others. So how do they manage that and maintain that to keep up with all those, you know, demands as well? Yeah, that's a good question. And really to the person who's thinking that far ahead who already are winning, because a lot of people just get so excited to get the space and yeah. to have that, you know, their, their business there. But think about, because I've been on the other side of it, right? So you typically in those situations, you're working with a broker, right? You're They're going through all of the terms and they're having those discussions with you. Um, and then once you've signed, they hand you off to the property manager, right? The property management team is like, they're with you going forward. They're right. the person 
or the, the group that you're going to be contacting um, day to day. So when I, I've had this, I've um, shared with people, like if I go, like I get my eyebrows done, right? So I've gone in and the, I remember one of the ladies there, she was asking, I told her what I did because we, you know, developed conversation over the years. And one of the things she would come to me, she was like, well, I have this problem. I want to move, but I'm having trouble with, you know, finding the right person. And I, I want to make sure I ask the right questions and, you know, all of those things. So what I think you should do, um, figure out, like, look at the space, right? Make sure that it really aligns with your business. Make sure that the, if it's a retail center, that it aligns with your business. If you are, you have boutique services, high end, make sure that that, that location can sustain that. Look at, you know, look at the area. Don't just say, oh, I love this space and I can transform this space and that's it. People have to drive to your space and they have to get there and they're going to see all the things around it. So make sure all of that is aligned. So once you've done that, you know, ask, talk to the other tenants in the center, ask them how vast is, um, you know, ask them how they like it. Ask them questions about, you know, how fast are things taken care of when you have an issue? Ask them all of those questions, right? So you have to do your own research. Don't just go by what they're, you know, telling you. Um, and then make sure that you have some, you have professionals that you can lean on to review legal documents. Make sure that you understand your lease. I have had that so many times. They, they tell, they've told me, well, the broker told me this. And I said, well, the lease says this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have to go off of the lease. So make sure that you are um, reviewing all of those documents and you understand. A lot of people don't understand that many times when you have a retail space, so you have that retail space and you also have, um, there are typically triple nets that are involved in that. So you pay your rent and then you have those other charges, your CAM, your tax, your insurance, all of those things are built in and it's all done. It's done differently per your lease. So we won't get into all of those. But just make sure that you understand all of that. Um, and then if there are things that you want, make sure that you negotiate those things um, early. Mm. Don't don't sign and then think that you can go back and negotiate it. What's there is there. They may go back and do an amendment for you, but just get those things up front. So if you are looking, one of the big ones, HVAC. So your um, HVAC um, system, those rooftop units are very, very expensive. So typically if um, you have a unit that is older and you don't know, you haven't done an inspection, you haven't done your due diligence and that goes out and your lease says you're responsible, you're responsible. So just look at all of those things mm. when you are looking at um, you know, leasing a space. Wow. I'm sure people are like. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you, you know, you are a professional with your business, right? Yeah. So that's why I really encourage people to lean on the professionals in their space, the respective space, so that you get the best guidance, right? Don't think that you just you have to do it all on your own. There are people out there to help you to to do that and ask questions. Yeah. If you don't understand, ask questions. I see people. Let me tell you a story, quick story. I just had a friend who signed a lease 
she's in she's in property management so i said you know better than this she's in property management she's um she has a space an office space and she signed this lease the late fee that's outlined in the lease is like 500 i believe it was 500 dollars if you if you're late and the options for them to, for them to receive rental payments are she told me that they you can mail it or you have to deliver it to their office so anything that comes up right and you're late that's five hundred dollars per occurrence she said she saw that but she wasn't sure that's an example of she said she saw it in the lease but she she was like oh that can't be you know so i i didn't i just passed over it ask and and make sure that you understand so ask those questions wow you know that has actually got me thinking pricing wise like you know when you talked about space you know i was thinking okay you know some people pay a lot of money for a small amount of space and some people don't pay as much money for a big amount of space now when it comes to pricing like you said hvac you think about insurance you're thinking about you know maintenance and all those things how best can someone determine what price they're going to pay according to their budget when they're looking at the size and the environment around them well it's going to really that's going to really be um and that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse because i don't do the brokerage side of it okay but i would i would tell anyone i mean with anything look at your budget right look at do comps do your own research a lot of everything is on the internet now right Mm -hmm. even for retail spaces all of those things are on the internet so really stick to i'm going to tell you stick to your budget make sure that when you when you get that number that you're accounting for all of the other things that may be added on right so that you can operate your business you can pay for the the triple nets that may be required that you can also pay for if anything you know goes wrong maintenance what that you're responsible for there are so many things and when you when you push it to the edge just like with anything even in your home right you've heard we've heard, heard of house poor yeah you want to just make sure that you have some um some cushion right give yourself that that runway so that if anything goes wrong that you have that um but it's basically it's location i mean um, I told, I mentioned to you, I'm in the DC area. It's location. That's, that's really what it is. Um, so you can be, if you go further out into the suburbs, yeah, you can get a much bigger space because you know, of the area location, real estate, location, location, location. <laughs> Thank you so much for clarifying that. You know, um, one of the things I wanted to also ask you today was about, you know, like you talked about good property management and the talent. Now, sometimes if, like you talked about the broker, it's like, okay, we're done, sign the lease, now we hand you over to the property management talent. Sometimes people don't like the property management that they're working with, even though they like the place and then vice versa. I'm just kind of being hypothetical with the example. So Mm -hmm. how does someone strike that balance so that they are actually comfortable doing business in those kind of places? Really, um, so if you're if you're looking at it from you're saying from the retailer, like from the a business operator side, they're yes. having trouble with the property management yes. property manager. So what I would tell them, so have um, 
really, I would say, like, what is it that they don't like? Is it the responsiveness? There, there's so many, there's so many things that that can come up, right? Mm -hmm. But I would say first, have the conversation with them, ask them for a meeting, ask them to just have a few minutes of their time, introduce yourself, um, and let them know kind of what, spell out kind of what, what your needs are. And so you can try to get on the same page with like needs and expectation from them, right? And not all, like with anything, no, they're not all created equal, right? There are some, they're good ones, they're bad ones. And it's it's just, that's the way it is, right? But if you're not getting what, if you've spelled out everything and you've tried to have those conversations and that's not going anywhere, then I would, you know, recommend escalating that, you know, a step up, right? Um, and on the, yeah, I would escalate that a step up. If you can't get anything from that property manager, they have someone that they have to report to, right? And no owner wants to hear that their tenant is unhappy because of the property manager. That is definitely going against what they're getting paid to do. Um, and that's just not, um, that's not going to be helpful for that relationship. So make sure if you have to escalate it, do that. The owners, and I have had owners who they're very proactive. They they come out to this, I mean, and good ones do that. They are, they have their pulse on what's going on on their, their property and what's going on with their assets. They may, maybe they're not doing it every month, you know, but maybe they have an annual visit. Yeah. Um, I've had some that, you know, they do that or they, they may just drive out there anytime just to just check on things. And they may like to have um, communication with those tenants directly. So you're going to have, it's different, but I would definitely say if you're not getting the answers that you need, um, you should definitely, you know, escalate, but try to, I think I first, I believe in having conversations with people, like I said, those, it's usually effective. Yeah, I think those conversations help a lot of questions that could be answered without you having to enter it and then you asking those questions after you've signed the lease. Yeah, so you're saying meet with the property managers before you sign the lease. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea. Typically, that doesn't happen. Why um, though? Typically, typically <laughs> the, you're dealing with the brokers directly oh. and the property managers are... It depends. It depends. But a lot of times, they're meeting with them and they're communicating and then you don't get to meet that person until they've signed the lease I honestly i don't think that is a good practice that's me thinking because i'm like i mean I, eventually i'm going to be working with them so why can't i get to know them before i connect with them because that way it helps me to do my research while i'm also doing research on the building but maybe that's a policy or procedure that in the industry those things you know i don't know how it works but I'm just thinking that it would be much better if they could, you know, go the whole nine yards and then make that informed decision based on what they've gone through with those conversations that they've had. Oh, no, I agree. I totally agree. I wish a lot of things would be different in real estate. <laughs> but, you know, it takes one step. You know, some people, some, it does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't, but okay. a lot of times, you know, and that's up to the, the, um, the business owner. That's why we're putting this information out there, right? Right. Do your research. That's, I cannot stress that enough. Do your research. Make sure that you understand every aspect of this relationship that you're getting into. And if that means meeting with the individuals you're going to have communication with, do that. Even understanding about how that landlord operates, right? 
we've all heard about that. People go into this space and they're like, oh, that landlord, oh, they're not, oh, they're, they're not good. You know, do that research so that you know who you're entering that relationship with, not just a name on a paper. If you want to have more conversations with them, ask to do that. Thank you so much for clarifying that. I think that's, and like you said, not many people do that. So after them listening to this, they'll probably want to take that initiative and go into because experience we know is the best teacher. So if you learn through those experiences and grow from them, then you don't make that mistake if you ever want to renew or move or expand. It's because you've already had that three-year groundwork experience, you know. That's the best, experience is the best teacher. Once you make that mistake, especially if it's a painful, expensive mistake, most times you're never doing that again, <laughs> So, so true. You know, when I think about places to, you know, get property and or commercially, right? What are the best platforms online or the websites that people should look out for when they're trying to consider? Because I know you said like you're in, you know, DC area, but let's say somebody is just generally within the U.S. nationally based. If they're going online, what platforms can they look up to that are reputable that they can start to do their research before making any form of decision? Um, I don't know. Should we give out? Do we want to give out their uh, <laughs> platforms' names? I don't know. Um, but I, I would advise you to, um, you. Can, I mean, a simple Google Google search. If you're looking for a commercial property in this or retail property in this, um, you're you're going to find um, listings that come up in your in your area. Um, do you want me to give out? If if it, if it doesn't go against your you know practice, great. <laughs> well, one, well, one that um, one that. I have many people use here. Look, I mean, and they use them everywhere. CoStar is a big one, right? CoStar is a big one that you can go in. They have, you know, those commercial spaces, retail, um, even some, you know, multifamily, commercial multifamily spaces as well. That's a big uh, reputable site that most use a lot. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I was asking is because some people don't even know where to start, you know, so at least giving them that launching pad and then they can now do their own navigation. It's much better than just starting from scratch without no foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And then also reach out to people that are local to you that are that you see. Maybe you see their name on um, leasing signs in the area. Right. Reach out to them. And, and ask them, they're the professionals in the, that market, right? So reach out to them and see what information they can give you as well. So I encourage you to do that also. Do some work, of course, do some research on your own, but then also lean on the professionals that are in that market that you wanna be in. That's a great point. I think one of the things I've taken away and I'm sure a lot of people listening will take away is asking questions. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. There are no, there are no stupid questions. There's nothing too big or small. And that's why I always, I invite people to, if you have questions regarding property management, um, if you have questions regarding maybe you're trying to, maybe you have some rental properties or you have a commercial, some commercial properties or real estate management business, right? 
ask. You can reach out. I'm a resource. You can reach out to me. Um, and if you have questions, I can. We can get on a call and we can have a discussion and really chat about what you're going through. And I can see if I can help you. So I think asking questions. People are so open to it. A lot of times, people think I shouldn't ask that. I don't think they'll. You know, don't put that out of your head and just ask. And if they can't help you, maybe they can refer you to someone else that can. Mm, so so true. So so true. I think. That's one thing I think a lot of people are going to take going forward, that if they ask those questions and they get the right answers, then they can do their research and then save themselves two years of torture because they spend 20 minutes on a call with you, you know? Right. And you can, I mean, I just think it's a, it's helpful just to move you along a little bit, a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of us that are in the industry we're happy to share what we know you know i i'm happy to share what i know i have had people ask me um just various things big small and you know if i don't know i'll say you know what let me i think i know someone who can help you with that and Mm. you know i just i enjoy that part of it mentoring and you know so yeah great wow thank you so much shira for just being a beacon of light and helping a lot of people, you know, answering all these amazing questions and clarifying some things. Because I know also, you know, in the new year, there are so many things that people are trying to do. And this is also one of them that they have to think about. They're like, okay, I got to restructure. If I did this last year, how can I do it better? And I know somebody that can help me get better at what I'm doing. So this is such a great opportunity for you to be here and just share that information with us. Yeah, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. It was a great conversation. Um, and if anyone wants to reach out to me, you can visit my website. I don't know, will you put the links in the um, show notes? Yes. Yeah, the links will be there. Um, so my, I'm currently going through some rebranding, okay. but um, you can still reach me at reichics.com. And I'm creating a parent like umbrella company which is shara ali and associates which is consulting advisory and training for people in the real estate management industry so my contact will all be there you can just reach out and i'll i'll get back to you awesome thank you so much shara for being here and i'm so glad that you're able to be here with us today just giving us all this information which people tend to not research a lot because they don't know much to research with but you've kind of given us like a blueprint to work with and i think this is an episode that will stand for a very long time and will give people a lot of perspective on what to do next with their business good i'm so happy to do it one of my missions is to really diversify how wealth is created in the real estate space so Mm. i hope some people like hear this and like take action amazing i appreciate you for doing that and being part of you know the journey with us here at the we don't play you know podcast show so i appreciate you i definitely look forward to connecting with you again and definitely please come back because you're always invited to be here and be part of the family so i appreciate you and hope you have a wonderful day ahead thank you bye everyone